ברוכים הבאים, we're here again, זה שאוף לך דודי, פרשת ויגש. פרשת ויגש, it's the פרשה that יוסף tells his brothers that he is יוסף. And when he reveals himself to them, we found that he starts giving them a whole derasha, how they should really not feel so bad for what they did, how they should um, get close to him, and not in any way feel distant from him. And that is something that we need to analyze. It really needs an explanation. Because he says to them words that are really not so clear, and we can't really understand it on face value. Because it says in the Pasuk, that as soon as he tells them who he is, לא יכול יוסף להתאפק לכל הניצבים עליו, ויתן את קולו בבכי, started crying, ויאמר יוסף אל אחיו, אני יוסף. העוד אביחי, ולא יכלו אחיו לענות אותו, כי נבהלו מפניו. They got very scared of him. They couldn't answer him. Yosef put them in the, he cornered them. He put them in a place that they really felt the worst possible way. The game that he played with them took them all the way to that level that they put to mamash, to the last drop that where they were able to handle anymore. And then when he reveals himself to them, he also, in a very, very intense way, gives them that tochecha, gives them that rebuke with saying, Ani Yosef, as the Mepharshim explained, and Chazal tell us, Oy lanu miyom adin, oy lanu miyom atochecha, achei Yosef lo yachlu lanot oto. That was a tochecha, that was a rebuke, but not a regular rebuke that a person comes and rebukes his friend, but rather a rebuke at the utmost severe way. He put them on the highest level of rebuke. He put them and he brought them to show them how wrong they are. And with that, they had that word, Ani Yosef, shuddering in them. And really, when they come to that point, they couldn't answer him. They got scared of him. And then he starts bringing them close to him. And then the Psukim really needs an explanation. What does it mean? Don't feel bad about what you did, says Yosef. Don't be angry at what you did. Don't be sad about what you did. Why? intended that. He brought it about. Don't worry about it. All good. What does that mean? Up to now, Yosef is showing them that they're absolutely wrong. And however you're going to learn what happened up to now and why Yosef did what he did, what were the, his intentions of taking the brothers through such a course up to now, some want to learn that he wanted them to do teshuvah, some wanted to see that do they really feel bad about what they did in the past. Others want to say that Yosef really needed to calm his anger down, and therefore that's the way he did it, and the way he did it like that, he so to speak revenged of the pain that he had till now. And each mefaresh has says his own mahalach, his own way of understanding here. And this is all nice. But in the end of the day, when Yosef comes to them and tells them, don't worry about what you did. Don't worry about the fact that you sold me. That doesn't work out with any of that perushim, because all the perushim say that Yosef has an intention 
And, uh, and finally, when he was able to get what he wanted, now he tells him, don't worry about what you did. If it's about tshuva or finding out what your father, brothers feel about brotherhood again. So you tell them that, Amuchel, I repent that, uh, that pain that uh, you did to me, all that you did to me. And from now on, we start a clean page and we're starting fresh. But to say that retroactively, everything you did was okay, you can't say that. If it's because Yosef wanted, to, wanted them to do tshuva, how could you say that don't worry about anything you did in the past, all was good. In other words, he tells them, if you have a chance to do it again, do it again. It was a good move. All good move. So therefore, if that was a good move, why did Yosef have to drive them crazy all this time? If everything was good, he should have right away come to them as soon as he met them and tell them, dude, everything you did was fine. It turned out to be all good. And don't worry about it. Why did he need to play all that game with them until now? This is not clear at all and needs an explanation. Moreover, when you take a look at the Psukim here, Yosef starts giving them a long derasha, a long schmooze. He tells them a whole speech. He tells them the following, We still have hunger for another two years. Send me over here. And it's not about you. It's a Kadosh Baruch Send me over here. He put me ahead on Paro's team. I'm the master in the house. I'm ruling over the land. Go to the, my father. Tells him, tell him that I'm a master over here. And tell him to come down. And I will feed you and I will support you and everything will be on me and you see that I love you and I love my brother Binyamin and then also he falls on the on the neck of Binyamin and he hugs him and he and he cries and so on and so forth all this over here what is this uh this long speech that he gives them where's the what does it come in over here this needs to be explained and when you take a look also the fact that he gives Binyamin later on more than he gave the brothers, Chazal, in Megillah. The Zion asked the question over here, why does he give him more than he gave all the other brothers? It says, To each person he gave one suit, and to Binyamin he gave five suits. Binyamin was his close brother. But he, with that act, say Chazal, that he does exactly the mistake that his father made. The mistake that his father made, Chazal say, was he caused jealousy between the brothers. And over here, he's, do- he's doing the same thing. Just like the father, Yaakov, gave Yosef extra ketonet pasim over the brothers. And that was a mistake because Chazal tell us which means a person should never cause jealousy around between the brothers and Yaakov made that mistake he gave Yosef a khalifa he gave him that ketonet pasim over the others and therefore because of that Chazal say in the end the brothers had to go down to Mitzrayim that was how Things turned around with the story of Yosef and the brothers. 
So therefore, Chazal say, one should not do that mistake. And lo and behold, Yosef in our parasha, that Lund should have known that message better than anybody else in the world, does the same exact mistake that Chazal say, do you shouldn't. Lekulam natan laish chalifot smalot, ulivinyamin natan shloshmot kesef, vachamesh chalifot smalot. It gives them five times more than the brothers. So all these things needs to be explained. And the explanation over here, is really the following, according to the way I understand it. And that is, Yaakov sends the brothers over here to Mitzrayim. But the test that Yosef is testing them and challenging them does not end in our parasha. Unlike the popular belief that Yosef took them to that challenge up to the point that it says, Ani Yosef Rather, over here, comes the Torah and says that the challenge only starts on phase 2. Now it's level 2 of the challenge, which means, up to now, before Yosef reveals himself to the brothers, he takes them to such a challenge called what? It's called being rude to them, being nasty to them, threatening them, putting them on the spot, giving them all kind of challenges with the, with the, with putting back the money in their suitcases and bringing them back and forth, bring your brothers, this is not your brothers t- telling them that they are spies and so on and so forth. What about your father? What about this? What about that? He's driving them crazy in such a way that they're really being treated very, very harshly. But when he reveals to them now and he tells them, I'm Yosef, we take it to level number two of the test. What happened till now? Up to now, Yosef was testing them as being strangers, people that are enemies of the country or his enemies. And we wanted to see what would be done back when they behave to him, when he behaves to them in such a way. Would they regret of what they did and understand that, that what they did was wrong? And indeed, he heard from them that they did feel bad about the fact that they sold Yosef and they themselves admitted to that by saying that everything that comes to us was because we heard Yosef, our brothers, crying and we didn't feel bad for him and we didn't change our plan when we heard him crying and begging for his life. And when he heard that, he knew that at least that part he has known that it's that they, they have regretted and they change their ways. But he doesn't know how far it goes. And therefore, it, go, it takes it to level 2 of the test. And level 2 is now telling them that I am your brother. And therefore, you should know that by, um, by being your brother, you should know that don't worry about everything that happened. You could forget about anything that happened because everything that you have done came out good so Lemafreya, retroactively, it wasn't bad. It was good. And that's what it says over there. Don't feel bad about all the things that you have done to me, that you sold me over here. Where in reality, although he's saying those words, their reaction should be, of course we feel bad. Of course it was wrong. We are so sorry. We feel so bad about what we did. So he wanted to see what happens if I tell you not to worry about anything that have happened in the past, would you take that and say, Baruch Hashem, all is good, 
we don't have to worry about it, we can keep on going, or you would still feel that pain in the heart of the bad things that they have done. And although it came out to be good in the end, but that doesn't take away from the act itself that one is not allowed to do in any way to hurt your friend, although in the, if, if, if the, things might turn out to be good. And that is test number one, but it's much more than that. He, put, he, he pokes them with that over and over again to see if they still have that feeling of brotherhood. Do they have that feeling of brotherhood or do they still have that feeling of jealousy one to the other that they would repeat what they have done to him? And therefore he says to them much more than that. He says to them, who sent me over here in order to bring you welfare, in order, order to feed you, in order to bring you support. And therefore with that is Be'etzem telling them in reality that the dream that I told you years ago about me ruling over the country and becoming a king and supporting you where you're going to bow down to me and you'll be supported by me is really now coming to reality. And therefore he wanted to see the reaction. There's nothing more, more elevated than brothers that would feel happy for their own brother getting to the top, where the brothers of Yosef, not only they couldn't handle the thought of that, they were willing to destroy Yosef, they were willing to kill him, and they were willing to sell him to all kinds of different people in order not to see anything of that dream, not even hear those dreams again. And now, even though it could be that they repent of what they did wrong, which means they feel bad about the fact they sold him, and they say to themselves, you know what, we shouldn't have sold him, we should, we could, we should have kept him in a house, what would happen? So he would say more stories and more stories every day, a new dream, let him dream, look at the bad things that happened to our father, he's all crying all the time, he's mourning all the time, wasn't worth it, in the end of the day, wasn't worth it. But that is true up to that point, that he would stay home and tell, tell us about, all the dreams and and tell our father bad things about us, like the different things that he saw that he came to his father and told. But to take it to the level that Yosef will become the king of the highest empire at the world at the time, that is something that the brothers could not tolerate. And therefore, on that point already, Yosef wanted to see how would they feel about that, that not only that Yosef is alive, but rather Yosef became all the way to the top, the head of his Mitzrayim. And that is where he's pounding here and he's telling them, I'm here in order to support you. That's a poke in the eye, saying those words. And he tells them that, I'm the one that's going to make everything work over here. And I would support you as well. And then he tells them, put me the head of Paro's team. Master of his house. I'm the ruler over the whole Egypt. And therefore you should go and tell my father, tell him that, and, and, he, and he repeats those words, tell my father what? Again, those words that were really poking them, that I'm the master, I'm the head, I'm the king, I'm the second to the king. I will support you. And then he does something that, 
if they don't have that feeling of brotherhood one to the other, would even hurt them five times more. And that is, he takes Binyamin, that's his closest brother, and instead of treating everybody the same, he gives him five times more than he gives the others. So Miman of Chak either don't give anybody gifts or give everybody the same. But he wants to see by doing such an act, how would they react? He gives him five smalot and everybody gets only one khalifot smalot. And he wants to see with that, he falls on his neck, he starts crying, he tells them, all the, all the, he tells them, he puts them out, he took, take, takes him out and he speaks about him different than he speaks to anybody else. And therefore with that, he wants to see the reaction of the brothers. So this is the test number two that Yosef is testing them because now when he found out in test number one that they really regret selling him, it doesn't mean in any way that they would still feel that although he should have, we shouldn't have sold him, but the fact that he would become a head and the dreams would come true and he would be the supporting us and the whole world would be bound to him. That already they can't tolerate. That already is too much for any brother. And therefore he wanted to see what would be the reaction then. He gives them a whole derasha, but he's not waiting to hear from them at that point. Why not? Because that point right now is a point that they just found out that he is yourself. And they're scared for their life. And they are put to the, to the, to the corner right now. They're cornered by him. And they don't know how to react to anything. So therefore, it wouldn't be an indication in any way whatever they would react right now. He wants to see within time when they get used to the new situation that they are the one that's coming out of, uh, out of, out of their land and they like going to exile over here. And they are uh, slowly, slowly getting to be part of the people in Mitzrayim, living there as the natives do. And Yosef is the king. They get used to that. What would happen then in that time when he speaks to them wouldn't be an indication. Later on when they get used to it. And now they're not so much feared anymore from Yosef. They're not anymore threatened by the fact that that message on Yosef is just uh, coming up to them. And therefore what would be then? And he sees that Yosef is trying to test over and over again in the end of the parashat Vayechi, in the end of the of Bereshit, where Yaakov Avinu passes away, it says in the parashat Vayiru Eche Yosef ki met avihem vayomu lu istenenu lu istemenu Yosef vashev yashiv lanu et kol ha'asher gamalnu oto. They were afraid once they saw that Yaakov Avinu passed away. Vayiru Eche Yosef ki met avihem. Once they saw that. They said, maybe now Yosef is going to start being our enemy. He's going to start doing harm to us. So Rashi says, What did they see that they felt that way? Yosef was treating them in the, in, in, the, in the nicest way right now. He was extremely nice to them. He was supporting them. He was taking care of them. He was sincere by showing them love, by crying and hugging them. All those acts are sincere acts. So why is it that they're afraid? Says Rashi, they saw something very strange. Up to now, before Yaakov passed away, they all were constantly, regularly 
eating on the table of Yosef in the king's table. But as soon as Yaakov Avinu passes away, he didn't invite them anymore to eat by them. So that's a very strange thing. So they felt that maybe there's some kind of distance between us and him, and therefore maybe he would harm us now, and everything that we were protected after now when Yaakov was alive is because Yosef was concerned about his father, he didn't want that his father should feel the pain of his brothers being hated by Yaakov, by Yosef. And therefore, they, were, they felt protected after him. From now on, not anymore. So you see, the challenge back comes back on him. When they approach him, he tells them, no, don't worry about it again. He tells them, Yosef, don't worry about it. Again, after he shows them that some distance, when they approach him, or they send a message to him, Right away, he tells him, no, all is good, don't worry about it. What is this game back and forth, back and forth? This is exactly what we're saying right now. And that is, he takes them to level number two. Let's see what happens when things are good. And let's see what happens when you're treated badly. And see how you react to each thing. Yosef wants to make sure that before he gets close to his brothers, that in reality, they really are brothers in every possible way. A brother feels good, should feel good, when his, when his brother is elevated, when his brother is successful, and even he gets to all the way to the top, he doesn't feel that jealousy. And it's very common amongst brothers that one should feel jealous when, from the other brother, because brothers are so close to each other, dissimilar in so many different ways. And my brother, that we are so similar, we came from the same parents, we look the same way, we have the same quality, we we, we almost identical, and this brother was able to be successful to be the king of the world, and I am a nobody. So I feel very, very pained, I feel very, very jealous, and therefore... Yosef wants to know, is that what they feel or not? Because that's a wrong feeling. A brother should also feel that since my brother is my brother, his success is my success. And therefore, it doesn't make a difference really in reality that I'm not as successful as him. Because since he's my brother, we are in a way united, we won. And therefore, his success is my success. That should be the right reaction. That should be the right outlook on this. And therefore, that is what Yosef is looking to see what would the brothers feel on phase two, on level two of the challenge of Yosef to his brothers. We found that therefore he gave Chamesh Khalifot Malot to Binyamin. The Gemara asks on that Pasuk, Lekulam Natan Laish Khalifot Malot Ul Binyamin Natan Shloshmot Kesef Chamesh Khalifot Malot. So Chazal want to know in Megillat Tetzayin and Mutbet, v'chi efshar davar shenitztair bo oto tzadik ikashel bo hu atzmo. That very thing that Yosef saw, that because of the, of the ketonet pasim, everything has happened, all this nitgalgel lemitzrayim, all this hardship, all the disaster that happened, was just because of that very thing that Yosef received Ketonet Pasi more than the brothers, so he does the same exact mistakes? How is that possible? Says the Gemara, Maravinyamin Beyefet, Ramazlo, he hinted, Yosef hinted to Binyamin, Shatid, let's say, Milifne Amelech, Vichamesh Malvushem Malchut, which means 
He hinted Yosef to Binyamin, you should know that you're going to have a child that's going to be Mordechai that came out of Binyamin, Mordechai Tzadik, that will come out in front of the king of Hashverosh with five different garments of royalty. That was the hint that he wanted to give him. That is the answer of the Gemara. I still don't understand how the Gemara answers the question. The question was, you're causing jealousy. The answer is, he gives him a hint. So what if he gives him a hint? He still causes a jealousy. The brother still feel jealous of the fact that he gets five chalifot malot. And on top of that, he tells him that Mordechai is going to come out of him. It's going to be the greatest. And they are left with nothing. One khalifa and go home. Goodbye. How is that possible that the jealousy would not be there? You're asking a question that Yosef is repeating the mistake of Yaakov by causing jealousy. What's the answer? The answer that he hints to him something doesn't in any way takes away the jealousy. Says the Gaon Mivilna and answer the following way. He says that you should know that the each suit that he gave the brothers was equivalent, the same amount of money as the five suits he gave Binyamin. Which means, if you go to the store and you're born to buy the suit that he gave one of the brothers, each and every brother, so that would cost five times more. It's an elevated suit that was made in some country in Europe, Italian suit. It's, 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 it's special made with all kinds of different uh, garments that are extremely expensive. And such a suit is worth Five times the suit of Binyamin. Because Binyamin got five suits. But those suits are cheaper suits. And therefore, the equivalent to one suit of theirs. That is the answer of the Gaon Mivilna. The Torah Mima finds a hint to that as well. Because it says in the Pasuk, in that Pasuk that we're talking about, it says that Lahem Natan Khalifot Semalot. Khalifot with a Vav. Chet Lamed Yud Pei Vav Taf. Which means... A khalifot with a vav was each one was an important khalifa, a full khalifa with everything in it. Ve, and, and to him it says khalifat. Khalifat, really it's red, khalifot, but khalifot without a vav, it's written without a vav. And therefore you see that their khalifot are more important than his khalifot, because all his khalifot are worth one khalifa of theirs. To, the hint to that he says, interesting, as we found in Luchot Abrit. That it says over there, Luchat Habrit. Luchot Habrit, but you read it Luchat without the second Vav. Lamed Vav Chet Taf. It's missing between the Chet and the Taf. Another Vav. What happened to that Vav? So Chazal tells us that that comes to hint that Luchot Habrit, Ayushavim Kechad, they're all together, both of them were one. They connected, they, they bo- both are one. And that you learn from the missing vav. So over here also, that same hint that to them it's khalifot with a vav, to him it's khalifat without a vav, that it's worth all like one. But still, you still have to understand that with all that answer, beautiful answer of the Gaon Mivilna, it's not still, uh, it's not still answering the question. They still have jealousy. First of all, he gets five, they get one. Even though it's worth the same price, but why is he getting different than them? And why is he getting more than them. Just the fact that Yosef went to shop five times for Binyamin and for them only one, although he spent the same amount of money, but somebody who buy five causes more jealousy than 
the one that received one. You see that he invested more time and effort, not money, but time and effort he did. And he gives him something that's, that's different than all the other brothers. Why would he do that? It's very strange. If, if, if it's worth the same thing, buy him also one Khalifa or buy everybody else the cheap Khalifot. Why is it that it's changed from all the other brothers? That's first of all. Secondly, I don't think the brothers were very knowledgeable about suits. I don't think they went shopping and uh, window shopping all the time to know, oh, that suit is worth $1,000, and those suits that he received are worth $200. And therefore, really, in reality, we can understand that it's the same price. I don't think they were so much involved with shopping in different suits that they knew all the name brands and which one is worth this much and that much. They just saw he received five, and they received one, they don't really understand how much those suits cost in a store. And therefore, the jealousy is still there. And although maybe uh, such a thing would be in reality that it's worth more than the other, but that's something that was only known to yourself because he's the one that spent that money. So the jealousy is still there. And explanation, I think, is exactly the way he explains in, uh, in the, the, the Gaon Mivina. And that is, indeed, indeed so. They didn't know, because that was part of the jealousy that Yosef was trying to push to them. He was trying to make them jealous and show them that he, he is, is behaving and is treating Binyamin better than he's treating them, in order to see what would be the reaction. But, although he made that challenge, although he put them through that challenge of jealousy, but... Yosef knew that there's nothing different between what he's giving them and what he's giving him. And that's what it says, just like in Luchot Abrit, Yushavim Ke'echad, Yosef knew over here also, it's Shavim Ke'echad. Everything is worth the same in reality, but that he had in his heart, the Shavim Ke'echad. They didn't know about this whatsoever. They couldn't know about this idea that their suits are worth as much as the five suits of Binyamin. So because they were under that test, of seeing what would happen. Would they feel good for Benjamin? Very good. It's like a brother that goes to a raffle, and you have a few brothers, and one brother was won the prize. What would the other brothers feel? Would they feel, oh, why didn't I feel win the prize so bad? It's some jealous, some this, some that. Or, on the contrary, the reaction would be, Baruch Hashem, beautiful, I'm so happy you won the prize. At least somebody got it. I'm so happy for you. What would be the reaction? So over here, by him receiving the five suits, what would their reaction be? Would they feel, why didn't we get, why is he always uh, put uh, to a better place than us? Or would they feel, oh, Hashem, at least you got five. It's very nice. We got one, but how, how lucky you are. You got five. We're so happy for you. What would be the reaction? That's what we found over here, that Yosef was testing them, although, although that in reality, it was the same exact way. And that is something that comes to teach us, Musar, that we need to know that when we are in this world, we have tests, and the tests are from Hashem Barach. It's the same exact test that Yosef was testing the brothers. And Akadosh Baruch tests us all the time. But everything that he tests, Akadosh Baruch puts us to the challenge and to the test, it's only... It's always on a different kind of challenge. It's always on a different kind of case, on a different kind of scenario. Sometimes he does it through hardship, just like the brothers first went 
to yourself and went through this hardship of challenges. And sometimes it's through comfort and things that are good and everything is beautiful, exactly the way we want it. And that is also a test. As the Mesilot Yasharim writes in Perek Aleph, this is how he starts his Sefer, Ki kol ben letov ben ladam. Everything in this world, whether it's good or bad, are all tests. You live a good life, don't think that there's not everything is good, so we don't I'm not I'm not being tested by a Kadoshwood. No. When you live a good life, it's also a test. Just like a person that gets to all kind of hardships and he has some things that are, don't go the way the, the way that he would want to. And sometimes it's disastrous, sometimes it's hard, sometimes it's very unpleasant, sometimes it's painful. All this we understand. It's a test from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Let's see how you handle such a thing. But it says the Mesilat Yesharim, don't be mistaken, it's not only that, it's the same exact test to see how you react when things are good, when you have everything you need. It says in the Mesilat Yesharim, HaOni Mitzad Echad, VeOsher Mitzad Echad. You put the balance, the same test. Oni ve'osher, wealth and poverty. Same thing. Let's see how you react. Let's see what you do. She'amar Shlomo, k'inyan she'amar Shlomo, pe'en sva ve'kichashti ve'amarti mi Hashem. A person is being tested when he's healthy, when he's full, is pe'en sva ve'kichashti ve'amarti mi Hashem. And then he forgets about a Kadosh Buchu. When everything's good, you don't think about a Kadosh Buchu. You don't think about anything. You just live your, your life happily ever after. That's also a test. And secondly, Penivaresh says Shlomo HaMelech, Veganavti, a person that becomes poor, then he starts stealing, manipulating, cheating, doing things that are wrong. That's also a test. Everything is test. Ashalva mitzad echad, Yisurim mitzad echad. When you are calm, everything is peaceful. That's a challenge. Veisurim mitzad echad. When you are, you have suffering, also, HaKadosh Buchu wants to see what you do. We are always under that fierce war. From the back, from the front. The message that Misilot Yesharim says, if you be a Ben Chayil, if you be able to do the right things, and you'll be able to win in both ends the war, which means the good and the bad, the times that are good, the times that are bad, you'll be able to attach yourself with a Kadosh Buhu. What could be any better? He would leave that corridor and walk into the hall, which is the Olam Abba, and he would be Shalem, which means when he went through those hard times and he knew how to handle it, he came back home into Olam Abba Shalem. And this is what Yosef is te- testing and Yosef is telling us. Yosef is telling us that, look, you sold me. You made a mistake. Let's see what happened from then, which was so many years ago. You were childish. You made mistakes. I understand that. It was di- a disastrous mistake. Shouldn't have been made. But what have changed till then? You had all this time to change your outlook at the world. Did you change or not? And how much? The first is, let's get you to the hard times. Let's see if what you did is something you regret. And he says, indeed, you, they did. Now, he takes them to level two, the good times. Good times is sometimes harder to prove yourself than the, than the hard times. 
the good times have those challenges that you don't have in the hard times. And that is, what Moshef tells them, I love you, I'm your brother. He hugs them and he tells them, don't worry about anything that you did. I'm the king. You will be treated that the most respectful and be, be taken care of. And what happens then? How would they react to that? Would they feel still happy for him? Would they connect to him? Would they be instead shalem with the brotherhood? Or then they would say, ah, that much we're not going. Up to now, we would want Yosef to come back. But to make Yosef the king and to take care of us and we be under him and he'll be the most successful person that we can't handle anymore. And that was exactly what they felt before when they sold Yosef. What would change up to now? And he sees Yosef throughout the whole story that the brothers indeed don't say anything. They actually are seem to be going along with it. And with that, he tests them over and over to make sure, even after Yaakov Avinu passes away, that takes us all the way to the end of Sefer Bereshit, to teach us that the good things that we have could be that the last until the last day of our life. But that challenge of, uh, of the, the Mesilat Yesharim, that he tells us that doesn't end. It doesn't end. It's not like there's a point that Yosef tells them, don't worry, now I know that everything is good. Test over and let's forget about anything that happened. No, he keeps on testing them over and over again to teach you that idea that that test does not ever end. It takes us to the last day. But that, that story of Yosef and the brothers are stories that's related to each and one of us. Shabbat Shalom.